hip, and lots of lift. The ticket covers the spread this season. On Cowboys game day, it's TC and Jake. Sports Radio 1310. Do you want to do a retro IJB where we break down the Cowboys game? Since no one has really a chance to see where you stand on that. In the Not really. Setup? Oh. Not really, okay. no, because I have way too many pressing questions for you. Well, let me cut you off of the pass. Uh, I've weighed the pros and cons and decided that, yes, solely because she is a law school professor at Notre Dame, I am supporting fully the candidacy of Amy Coney Barrett. Who's that? She's going to be the Trump SCOTUS pick. Oh, really? I'm calling that right here. We're a political predictions podcast. Okay. Yeah, I haven't really, you know, I, I checked out, like, Friday night. She was just Saturday the one where night. whenever people would say, like, uh, you know, you could have someone who is just as conservative but not a rapist during the Kavanaugh confirmation, they would always say, you know, like Amy Coney Barrett, someone who has terrible views but has never raped anyone. And then uh, the little girl from the commercial just said, why not both? Why not both? That's right. That's by far not the most pressing fighting Irish news today, though. Uh, don't think anything else happened. Next topic. What are we going to do? I mean, probably play next week. They're both open next week. But what if, you know, because it's always at, nationally, you know, no one roots for Notre Dame. They're always such an underdog without uh, the support of the institutions and the NCAA. I mean, do you think this limits their playoff chances? It has to. Back to you. Well, I'm telling you they're going to make up the game, so I don't know why it would. They're open next week? Both teams are open next week. Uh, I mean, there's certainly a chance that Notre Dame is not in a position to play next week. Uh, but if they're not, then they would probably just tack it on to the end of the season, played in December sometime. They have to be concerned, too, because Ian Book is part of a high-risk demographic being... Awesome. 74. Uh, not the oldest player on the team. Not close. Uh, we, we have a guy who I'm pretty sure he was playing in the game that you and I saw against Texas. Good Lord. He's, he's like had a season ending injury like every year. I don't think he's played a full season once. So you got to be worried about him. Um, yeah. Touchdown. Jesus is pretty old. Uh, but not susceptible to disease. Because he's a statue? Among other reasons. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Also because he's Jesus. That's what I'm saying. And then my other question was, how does the big tech news of the week impact your ability to keep banging them scrolls? Banging them scrolls? The Elder Scrolls? <laughs> yeah, didn't they? <laughs> this is very similar to my DC Marvel thing. Uh-huh. Which is where I only know, like, one thing about something, but then that one thing shows up in a news story. I don't know the news story. is going to be... Oh, uh... If it's not Arkansas-related, uh, I'm not up on it. I think uh, something called Bethesda Game Studios got purchased by Microsoft for, like, okay. $6 billion. That makes sense. They're and I watched a little story quality. about it. Quality and they game were like, maker. Yeah, they were like, uh, well, why is this a big deal? Uh, Because Bethesda makes Dead Sea Scrolls. 
And I was like, TC loves mm. that game. No, incorrect. Uh, yeah, I do love Skyrim. Um, I don't know. They've made other things since Skyrim that I didn't play. So I, uh, I'll i play sports games on you like a lot of the time. Like in, in any given month um, since I was released, I've probably played a sports game in that month. But outside of that, I really don't play that many games, dude. Like there's lots yeah, of triple A titles that come and go without me dipping my toe in the water at all. I don't know what you just said. The big games. They're called triple A titles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because I thought you were pretty locked in on like the Des Moines Redhawks or whoever. <laughs> like uh yeah, no, no, I'm I'm certainly uh focused on triple A baseball. No no <laughs> doubt about that. Uh the Toledo Mud Hens have my full attention. Um but no, like Red Dead Redemption 2, I haven't played a second. I tried playing the first one when the second one came out, and I don't know, just didn't didn't really like it, didn't really care. So Yeah, I've never played it, um, but one time I woke up at Justin's apartment, and uh, he was playing it, mm-hmm. and I think that's about, the, that full 10 minutes is about the most, um, the most I've seen of it, other than some Twitter clips, and I was like, what have you been doing, man? He's like, ah, I got up pretty early. I've been uh, trying to catch this fish for the last three hours. And I was like, well, did you catch it? And he said, no. Mm. Then he must <laughs> not have been just, in an angler's paradise as I was. And the weird thing is then he just started beating his horse. <laughs> like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> now, honestly, the Dead Sea Scrolls sounds like a game my mom would have made me play. <laughs> like whenever I was still having to buy like the joseph in the code of many colors uh rpgs uh i loved that one of uh the kids i went to boy scouts with growing up his dad was absolutely insistent that they could only play games or educational so boo here comes the yay his dad was in uh was former military so he found all strategy games to be educational <laughs> okay <laughs> like he's like you know warcraft 2 fuck yeah you're learning a lot there keep going son I mean, technically, you could apply that to almost any game we liked. Yeah, you know? uh, like, I don't know oh, why the various Kombat, ones sure. that we did like, he he gave a thumbs down to. But something about uh, Warcraft, he was like, that's education you're going to need. Dude, speaking of the Boy Scouts, uh, I, saw been the doing wi- good? I saw the wildest thing last night. I thought you might want to know about it. Okay, um, uh, yeah. Because you may be entitled to financial compensation. That'd be good. Because last night um, in Star's pregame, so this is not like on during Judge Judy, you know, like mesothelioma ads or uh, what's the shit that was in the walls? Asbestos? Yeah, that's a popular one, right? This was like a well-produced ad that was airing at 645 on NBC Sports. And it was an ad. Everyone appearing in it was probably 35 plus. Have you been touched? That was it. That's fucking crazy. It was insane. I had to, you know, rewind it. I'm like, what the fuck? This is a real commercial for if you were ever subjected to sexual abuse at the hands of a Boy Scouts of America official, you may be entitled to financial compensation, et cetera, et cetera. It was a class action ad. I have uh, I have not been touched, um, but uh, during, like, I was just sitting around eating dinner with my parents and brother. And uh, one of my parents rolled out the conversation topic, you know, just like a little fun hypothetical game. They were like... A little flashbang. So which one of the uh, Boy Scout leaders, if they were going to touch you, do you think would have? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, 
I don't know. Didn't really think about it. And then they were like, oh, well, we had one of mine. And like threw out the guy's name. And I'm like, nope, don't really remember him. But uh, fucked up. You think that about him? Yeah. And then, yeah, it's like I just imagined it that they have it written on a card. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to flip this over once you answer. Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, you let me know. Yeah, that's that's rough. That they I, were thinking that, you know, I mean, even the fact that they had it in mind that he may have been, and they're probably saying that retroactively, like, I yeah, seriously I doubt so. at the time, yeah. you know, it's more now that it's a news story. If they were uh, scared for our safety, I'd like to think that they would have acted. <laughs> well, this one seems a bit pedo-y, but they are learning nautical knots. <laughs> Gee, dude, I hated the knots so much. Oh, don't oh, even I get me started, knots. man. I'm no good at really any tying anything up, but it sucks, too, because... My stepdad spent a lot of time trying to teach me that shit, and I remember thinking, "Brother, I think the horse has left the barn on this one." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like eleven. You need to learn this when you're like nine or like six, really seven, eight. There's a lot of like, there's you know, just as an adult, people don't try and teach you things much, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, whatever. Like, if if they can do a good job of it, and you can learn new skills, obviously, I'm in favor of that. Um, most of the time I would be frustrated. I didn't give a shit about the material and, uh, I didn't learn anything. So that was, uh, that was bad. But yeah, there was, there's, there's certain kinds of instruction that like, I, I just get really frustrated really quick, man. Um, I, I don't Might know. Might I introduce you to the piano? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, of, of the kinds of instruction, like I liked guitar lessons very much and, I definitely got a taste of that frustration whenever trying to like, you know, read tabs or something. Um, but, uh, the reward was enough that I was willing to kind of calm down and fight through it. Not, I did not feel that way about. Yeah. There's absolutely no pay. Oh, this is tight. No one gets sex off knots or at least not legal sex. But you are right. Whenever I've, whenever I absolutely destroy Yankee doodle and twinkle, twinkle, little, little star, that is, uh, that is a very, that is a very satisfying feeling. Well, to tell you, and Ask I know you don't really you care about games. this, it really is like, and I don't disagree with the way she's doing it. I think it's right. But trying to learn to to read music and how to play piano at the same time is tough. Oh, I think yeah, it's the I right no way doubt. to do it, to, mar- to marry the two together. Mm-hmm. But it's it's challenging. So like yeah. songs like that are very simple, but it's basically just so that you can read you were a little choir bitch uh no you know i think i, I know did how to choir. sing no no um Shut i have i got up. one way worse for you than that uh i think i did choir in sixth grade yeah i mean that's when you're required to to pick one you had to pick one and then, and then i think you don't from have to I, continue if you don't want to right mine's even worse though for my senior project i took i did take voice lessons Hmm. And just so that a mouse rat could kick ass in fuego. Your name of your band was in fuego. That was the first one. Mm-hmm. By this that time we'd moved on. Lasted a few months. Mouse rat. That's a parks and rec joke, Jake. <sighs> oh, so not a joke. A very um, good joke. A lot of people liked it. You'll hear. But I then did. I did have to sing in front of my English class my senior year with my guitar, which was a uh, per- don't know how much i need you no i did a friday night (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, no, but I, what I remember about that was in the back of the class, um, a, one one buddy had a video camera and was filming me, um, and then another one was just pretending to jack off. <laughs> Hell yeah! What's that guy doing? I don't know. Trading bonds. I don't know. Haven't seen him in a long. Hey, no, nobody that I went to school with is trading bonds. <laughs> That's too bad. A lot of money in that right now. Just on the floor. No. Did I sound confident when I said it? No, you did not. Um, no, before we entirely leave the topic of class action lawsuits, I am just <laughs> always uh, enchanted by the thought of uh, there's a Chuck Palahniuk book where the character will uh, intermittently place class action lawsuits just to plant doubt in people's minds about like the stability of the society they're in. You know, like just he wants you to think of Boy Scout leaders as pedophiles. So there's no class action lawsuit, but he's just like, were you touched by a Boy Scout leader? Because once you hear that, whether or not you were, you're like, oh, those people Summer touch was. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and in this case, I want to be clear, like they do. They did. I'm not implying that this uh, ad was placed because uh, it was to make up whatever. But I'm just saying if the, if it was accompanied by no stories about uh, Boy Scout leaders touching kids and you saw that ad, you would still probably be like, oh, man, those Boy Scout leaders can't keep their hands off them kids. Yeah, and I mean, I think you probably feel that way. I mean, don't you think mesothelioma is just sitting over here like, well, we don't have a PR campaign. Just doing push-ups, getting ready. And asbestos is just sitting over here like, oh, where's the pro-asbestos? Yeah, I'm actually a very fun fiber. Yeah, you don't know anything about it other than what you've been told uh, by the fake news media and And it's so much more insidious and like convincing than uh, an article. Like, if you just oh, saw yeah. an article saying that, like, asbestos is bad, you'd be like, boring, no, 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 Yeah, I bet it is. But if you see a 10-second thing of, like, is asbestos killing your entire family? Call yeah. and find out. Then you're like, ah, yeah, probably is. Fuck. Especially if it's a guy, like, standing on an 18-wheeler yeah. in a suit. And I'm like, gee, I mean, I, I can't conjure a more trustworthy image. <laughs> Chuck Palahniuk <laughs> tends to have a pretty negative view of humanity, as far as I can tell. Yeah, my roommate That's uh, my in assertion. college, he read, he had that, he was really into it. That was like all he read. Did he kill anyone? Uh, possibly overseas. It was Jimmy. He was a Marine, so. Oh, so he definitely. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. Possibly. I mean, you know, in the name of freedom. That's um, right. Um no, I mean, they're, it's great shit. I, I tore through some of them, certainly. Uh, I, I read Survivor in college and felt it's about a cult. So I was like, ah, yes, another great story about Excel. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so I, you know, I'm not here to say I haven't read them, but I, I feel like if you read too many of them, you end up with mind poison. You should, you should read some stuff about how people are good and like maybe just look at a picture of a cuddly animal for a while. That's a more balanced perspective. Uh, this is a bit of a swerve, but it kind of rolls into what you were talking about, which is people's brains being broken and, uh, not looking at positive images enough. Uh, did you ever think you'd see the, the day where people were legitimately campaigning on the idea of being, um, fill in the blank to Attila the Hun? <laughs> I just saw the headline. I haven't seen the ad. What, what's, what's going on with the ad? It's magical. It's absolutely magical. Did Attila the Hun sell all of her uh, stocks before, once after being briefed about the coronavirus? 
Uh, no. Or does that mean Kelly Leffler is in fact worse than Attila the Hun? It may. It may. Um, yeah, so I think we need a list, like a, a super friends list of like Kelly Leffler, Loeffler, don't know how to say it. Uh, Beth Van Dune is one. She I used to be the mayor Van of Dine, Irving. Is it not? It might. Dune sounds cooler. Back to Bethesda talk. Yeah. Uh, just I need to keep track of all these uh, all these fine politicians and uh, on a list. Uh huh. Um, Maybe put them in a binder, a binder full of conservative <laughs> full. women. Yeah. So the ad is basically it's two old people sitting on the couch and they're like uh, Kelly Leffler. You know, I heard she's more conservative than Attila the Hun. And then uh, they kind of known for being politically conservative, or just like a murderer. Like that seems to be inserting a definition of conservatism that like uh, they'd get prickly if uh, if I came up with that. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. If you were like, uh, oh, uh, some of these these measures kind of remind me of ISIS. Yeah, I, I mean, I, know, guess I, I don't really know. Maybe Attila the Hun was one of history's great conservatives. Um, well, but I, I don't I've, believe that they really had a political system that mapped onto ours so cleanly. 1,600 years ago, you're saying no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just such an insane. Different ideas. Yeah, and then uh, there's they cut to the Hun who is issuing edicts to, to like a, a scribe. Mm-hmm. And he rolls off some stuff he's going to do. Talking, I think, like about immigrants, and then he ends it with and wipe out all of the liberal scribes. And the guy looks at the camera like Jim from the office. Oh, that he means me. So it's a veiled threat at exterminating the media. Uh, if 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 nothing else, but so much else, uh, hilariously historically confused to compare yourself to like a a known. The man who's known for campaigns of of rapacious slaughter. <laughs> yeah, you know, um it's 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 bad that he's known for rapacious campaigns of slaughter, but I would just say anytime you're drawing a comparison between yourself and another figure, you'd want it to be a figure that people are fired up about. You know, yeah, like that's I, true. Even even like a setting aside like what was was it good or bad that he killed all those people? I just don't know that anyone these days really gives a shit about him wherever he, if she was like, I'm cooler than the strokes. People would be like, Wow, I love the strokes. Yeah, or like uh it would be like invoking the name of like Michael Dukakis. You're like, yeah, yeah, that was like thirty years ago. You need to go way further back to to, to like con constructs of people that no hmm? one really remembers. What was it oh, okay. Am I cutting out? No, you just uh, stopped construct at a point that you don't normally want to stop construct at. Are you saying because the word? Yeah. I don't think that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware you've said it on the podcast directly several times. Okay, we can beep it. Fine. We're uh, not going to beep it. The uh, the other thing that's interesting about this, and and it's it should probably stop being interesting because it's uh, basically like a, a an inside zone for half the teams in the NFL. I think I would kind of think if I were being investigated for uh, financial crimes while holding my political office, I don't know. I might 
want to sit the next few plays out with regard to controversy. I don't think she's being investigated at all. I think that uh, they never even really opened one. Am I wrong about that? No, okay. Perhaps not investigated, but people were asking questions, right? Pretty much just me and Harper. Me and Harper were the only two. I know that there were some watchdog groups that were saying, hey, we yeah, got yeah, some yeah. complaints and we need to see your, your documents. Reveal the documents. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I would just like say I can probably continue to win elections without having to compare myself to former uh, conquerors. I could probably win this election without inserting myself into the WNBA activism debate. So, like, maybe just do that and then circle on back a few years from now but they know no other way yeah and i mean you know despite these objections it wouldn't surprise me at all to see her yard sign appear in your yard (laughs) what does that mean that's no she's gotta look jake (laughs) you're a weak man (laughs) and uh as we detailed last time her husband and he's uh he he's he's in way over his head yeah you that's Easy work for you, dude. Yeah, I think so. Much, much uh, less level of difficulty than the uh, Lohan thing. Probably, yeah. There were some I, genuine beefcakes you would have had to muscle out there. But I had, there was a sweet spot. Like, I probably would have had to save her from rehab. That might have mm-hmm. been, like, if we graphed this out where it was most possible. Um, but then, like, I think Shelly Luther's husband is, like, in a band and stuff. You know, her band. So that would probably be pretty tough. Now this New York Stock Exchange guy is obviously very wealthy, but he just doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't uh, cut a, an alpha jib, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's the head of the New York Stock Exchange. I would. What does that, that even uh, mean? I just wouldn't underestimate him, dude. He's probably got a little bit of alpha in him, like in his own way. Like, you know, you fucking break his glasses, he's gonna cry. But. Uh, if he gets you in the boardroom, if you're both wearing suits, I'm giving him minus 800. That feels disrespectful, but also I can't really, I can't really argue. He's the head of the New York stock exchange. You think no one else wanted that job? I mean, I don't even know what that person does. Just fucking I don't bang either, on a, but bang I, on I mean, a bell every Marin once Kelly in a while next to, next to Mickey Mouse whenever Disney Plus drops or something. I don't know. I mean, that sounds tight. I'd mm. like to be in there somewhere. I want to so, suck uh, off Mickey. Jeez. <laughs> jeez. Uh, do you want to talk about the court or do you just want to like load a gun? <laughs> um, I will talk about the court while I load a gun. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. You know, what are you, you going to do? Um, we, we, we try to tell her it's a good idea to retire. Uh, she disagreed. Ooh, you're going to get yelled at. What? I don't give a shit. I'll fucking yell back at people who disagree with me on that. Like, and I don't think that I, I saw people mad about that on Twitter. I don't think any of them listen to this podcast, dude. We, we, we traffic in, you know, uh, just sensible common sense folks who can see that the argument absolutely was made like, Hey, aren't you worried that you might die while Donald Trump is president instead of Barack Obama? I mean, at the time it wasn't Donald Trump specifically. And yeah, I guess, you know, she got duped by I'm with her. Would, would you have preferred to have like, like whatever fucking vampire Jeb Bush is putting up there? I would not. 
honestly it's probably the same like no no one's doing anything other than just being like hey leonard leo what would you like for us to do here like uh, the man we, dedicated he's a, he's a powerful man who knows a lot of people that uh dedicated his entire life to being able to answer this question so yeah, yeah i think pretty much any republican president's going to ask him his opinion on it and probably weigh that opinion pretty heavily he always creeped me out just from the first time I ever knew he existed because his name is technically Leo Leo. That's true. Uh, you can't I don't trust know that guy. I, I think that's good. I, I like that. Flem Fleming? Uh, I mean, that one obviously doesn't work, but no. you know, Leo Leo. Pretty good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't really remember the resign thing. being. A, I don't remember hearing that much. Oh, Back really? In 2015. No, because, I mean, I've seen I the mean, articles since then, but I guess I just oh, know I that do. everyone I, was so stoked on Hillary. No, I, 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 I recall it like even before it was like a major Hillary thing. It was just like a, you know, whenever Obama's second term started, it was like a, this is something that should probably be thought about. In the way that it should for anyone, you know, like in the way that a uh, fucking, what's his name? Step down, Kennedy. You know, you yeah. Think about these things. I wonder. Uh, uh, whenever uh, Sandra Day O'Connor uh, saw that uh, Bush was going to win, she was like, "Oh, good," because then I'll be able to retire. And then, then it, then it, like, whenever it went to being like, "Ah, it's a toss-up. We don't know." She was like pissed off. Like other people at the party that she was at were like, "Yeah, she was really pissed off." Really? Yeah. That's a bummer. And, and that's And then like a month later she <laughs> voted to uh in a uh you know in a five four decision. I don't know if she was the fifth or if someone else was the fifth, but she was she on voted the side for her of the own five. retirement. <laughs> yeah. And then I mean uh, confusingly I believe did wait till Bush's second term. Like it's not like she retired the next day. So if, if you would like to uh build a case for actually those people at that party were just telling lies because they're haters. Um then uh you know that that's a strong uh part of your argument that you know she she retired like five or six years later isn't it a huge bummer though just if you step back for a second from the from the just aspect of how is this seat going to be filled it definitely feels like it raises the temperature on everything a few degrees whenever you already thought it couldn't get hotter um, and they'll probably ram something through and it'll be, uh, and this is probably more for Thursday and it'll be, you know, I love all the, well, the Democrats seem to threaten that they'll pack the court in their first term if they, okay, yeah, they've certainly showed, they've shown that, uh, the, the nuts to be anything more than feckless, but it's depressing to imagine being really good at your job for your whole life. And that job being dedicated to helping, in your mind anyways, helping people if you're her and uh, helping justice and progress. And then, like at the end of your life, a reality TV star who resembles nothing the likes of which you've ever seen in your entire career gets elected president and you just have to try to wait him out while fighting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough. so yeah no that's I, I, so sad dude. i like, don't wish she, it on her she's dying knowing exactly what's gonna happen and on top of that i hope that she wasn't really thinking about it that much well then somebody should talk to her niece or whoever it was because that was even more depressing like do we really need to put out that hey her last dying wish was that this is not filled until you know 
another uh, until the election and then after the lame duck period if if trump is not yeah we know that that's going to be uh if not disobeyed fought like hell to be disobeyed but you got to make it public like did you really think that was going to have any impact at all other than to make it seem Uh, incredibly bleak yeah um and i i I just i i don't want to go too far in this i don't know enough about ruth bader Ginsburg's history to uh, to have a strong opinion. So that's the end of my official opinion um, as a small, less sourced addendum. It always makes me a little uncomfortable the degree to which people seem to venerate her and like view her as a special figure. Oh like, my gosh. She's a Supreme Court justice. Uh, like the legacy of the institution is to make the country worse like that. That's what they've done while she was on there. And a lot of times is over her objection. I'm not blaming her for that. I'm just saying like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of people that have done a lot more for you than, uh, than Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who are probably a little less complicated that if, if you would like to, uh, to venerate them and, you know, um, make weird posters comparing them to Biggie. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the documentary, and certainly she's an inspirational figure, and I think she was uh, no HSO here, like incredibly sharp, and uh, you know, I think it's fair to say, like a she's a badass. But the documentary also made me incredibly uncomfortable. I'm like it. It unfamiliar. felt. Uh, it oh, was the notorious RBG one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I, I didn't watch it because it was, of what you're talking about. Like, it just, like the cult of personality yeah, is just... Yeah, like these people are being super weird about this. This is not yeah. like tied to reality. This is like, uh, I didn't really have a mom, so I'm trying to, you know... Uh, I don't know. I'm sure the documentary maker had a mom. I'm, I'm just, uh, you well, know, speculating actually, wildly. I, to be honest with you, the most... The coolest part of the whole thing is hearing her in court before she was on the court. Yeah. Like that it's really fascinating to listen to her, you know, as a lawyer. Yeah, that's that that period of her life I I think that I would uh strongly approve of. Yeah, and and it and the fact that they have all that audio preserved and you can just listen to her going in, like it's really really cool. And uh you know, uh but at the end of the day, I don't know that I really want to, you know, uh, exercise fealty to any lawyer. Like people holding <laughs> up that, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and people holding up like the, you know, it's just so cool that uh, she and Scalia got along so well. No, it's not. He's a fucking monster. Any kind of person with like uh, clear-headed ideas about, uh, you know, right and wrong wouldn't like take the guy that, uh, you know, is just trying to wreck all these people's lives and be like, yeah, but, you know, uh, we kind of got to put that behind us and enjoy this dinner that we're at because, I mean, this is good steak. We wouldn't want to fuck that up. So, you know, just got to just try and try and find the good in him. I I don't know. I mean, there is something to finding the good in people, but like... I don't know. Don't search that hard. <laughs> like to try yeah. and find it in him. I think, you know, I guess you could make the case that that's just purely pragmatism. And that by yeah. doing that, she was yeah. able to further advance her own goals and, and and vision as opposed to just like, you know. But after like the 30th time that he uh, casts a vote him. that like totally fucks up your thing, you might start to think that like actually this has no practical benefit. He's just going to keep on voting however the fuck he wants to vote. 
Uh, the other thing too is I'm pretty sure they'd known each other like I yeah. don't know. Yeah, they yeah. were on other courts before the Supreme Court together. I believe that's yeah. true. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, if you knew him for a while, you should probably be pretty aware that he's <laughs> making decisions that are really hurting a lot of people. Um, as far as the, uh, the the whole business of uh, jamming through an, uh, an appointment, um, I don't know. Uh, I kind of always assume that if it's like practically allowable by like the, you know, most twisted reading of our laws, then Republicans are going to do it. Um, but there's lots of remedies that Democrats would have if they uh, won power back. Um, Got to get the Senate for any of these. Um, and so I, I, you know, then it'd just be balls in your court. Like it, it would be terrible to have uh, for a long period of time a six-three uh, conservative majority. Um, pretty much anything that I like and would help people, I assume, would uh, you know, like. Abortion is a thing people focus on, but like, I don't know if, if unions get outlawed entirely. It's not like it would shock me. Like uh, they just say like the, you know, the whole NLRA is, uh, you know, it's just not really within the constitution. It's just been uh, misunderstood this whole time. Um, you know, it's, but, but that's, that's, but what I'm saying is that that's not required. If you, if you play by the rules that they're playing by where like, if, if there's any way for us to do it, then fuck yeah, we're going to do it. Um, then, you know, court packings, like where you start, uh, the thing that Matt Bruning has been pushing, which I would like to put in the minds of uh, our listeners, if they, if they haven't seen it is, uh, the constitution does not like specifically uh, stipulate that judicial review is allowed by the Supreme Court. It's not like the Constitution sets up the Supreme Court to say these laws are within the Constitution. These laws are not within the Constitution. Um, there was a uh, early uh, martial court decision that like set where the Supreme Court themselves said, in fact, we do get to do that. Um, and Thomas Jefferson like hated, like he was the incoming president at the time that decision was made. Um, he hated the idea of what they were doing, but the specifics of the case that they were deciding benefited him like, you know, or not benefited, but like it was, was with, you know, like he viewed that as a victory. So it was kind of like, ah, well I get my thing. So this thing that I hate, I guess I'll allow it to occur. Um, but you could say that he was wrong about that at any time, like any president, um, you know, they, they could tell the uh, president like, hey, don't execute this law. And he could be like, well, you know, Constitution says uh, that's actually a suggestion, not a requirement. So uh, I wrote down what you asked and I respect it, but I'm not going to do it. So I'm just going <laughs> to keep on carrying out this law. And um, if you'd like to send your army after me, I guess you can. That's a joke. You don't got one. Uh, <laughs> and just keep on with what you're doing. And, you know, I, I, I think that the Supreme Court is usually in, in its history, like pretty aware of that dynamic and has attempted very hard not to provoke presidents. But I don't really think that that would be true. Six, <laughs> three court and a Biden administration. Um, so if I were, and I mean, that doesn't even require winning power of the Senate. Um, that would just require Joe Biden to come in and have the stones to be like, so I understand that you uh, have said that the entire ACA is unconstitutional, but I do not take that suggestion. So thank you. Keep continue with your work. We believe it's very important, but we're going to keep with the ACA and he could absolutely do that. 
Like, there's nothing in the Constitution that says he can't. There's nothing the Supreme Court could do to uh, enforce what they're attempting to, uh, to to have him do. And uh, I don't know. So it's 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 what, I, what I'm saying is we've been dealt a bad hand here, but it's only as bad as the weakness of our politicians. So you know, if if they want to try some shit they can try some shit. If they want to be as ruthless about this as uh, McConnell was to not allow a vote on Garland and as McConnell's about to be on allowing a vote on whoever Trump picks, like it, if you just meet them where they are in terms of how they're playing this game, then, uh, you know, there's a lot of options left to you to make it so that this is not a uh, situation where Democrats just can't govern, which is what it would be if they don't uh, act, you know, swiftly and harshly which seems incredibly unlikely yeah i mean you know the uh joe manchin gave a quote today where he was you know saying that he was appalled by the process and and seemed like uh pretty uh down about it and you know i mean he he's someone who could you could easily man imagine is like a, a decision point in the in the government you know like he's the most conservative democrat so if he's in here saying like man these republicans they're being unreasonable we gotta do something about it then uh you know i mean like they they see this stuff too i guess is what i'm saying so like yeah you're right the smart bet is definitely for democrats to be pussies 100 percent um but you know they're going through what you're going through and so in the way that uh you know like i i didn't come on here prior to this uh you know in on other podcasts five years ago and say that judicial review by the supreme court is bullshit we should do away with it you know everyone's being affected by this stuff so you just hope that they're effect- impacted by it enough to do something about it uh i wanted to spend a minute with you now that i've again rewatched it recently for our report segment today on that social dilemma documentary okay i haven't seen it <clears throat> because i know you have pretty different takeaways from this entire topic than i do mm-hmm. um but i guess whenever they start listing off the and by the way i didn't get into this on the air because it's not really you know we only had like 13 minutes and I don't know. I don't know that it really was like a huge point of reviewing the documentary and explaining the the points of it. If I had one criticism of it, it would be that um, all of the interviews are with, you know, like whether they male or female, the tech bros who kind of caused this. Mm-hmm. They didn't take the time to interview anyone who's like a critical media theorist or anyone like that who was probably saying this shit was bad when the people who are now saying it was bad were saying it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, I don't know, like man. Yeah, it's all people who worked at those companies. There's not one like there may be like an academic or two in there, but and whatever that, like that's a valuable perspective. Voices. It is. It's just there's a lot of people who I think have probably been saying this for a long, long time. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, if you show me, like, a Noam Chomsky take in 2004 that Facebook's going to be terrible, I, I, I would believe it. He tends to be... I'm, I'm saying it's not, like, entirely impossible to be that prescient about this stuff, but having lived through it, like, future generations are not going to understand the degree of tech optimism that was prevalent <laughs> for most of my life. That's true. Like it is entirely unthinkable that they're like from you know the perspective of that era uh, that that we would have this level of like Facebook is bad. Like 
I mean, do, do you remember like just how fucking far, like whenever it was like a tiny thing, like that hadn't done anything yet, they were just imagining the possibilities of like, you know, this, this is going to be a perfect world brought on by Facebook. All of our lot, you know, we can, we can be in our friends' lives and see pictures of the uh, vacation that our ex-girlfriend from uh, middle school recently went on. Uh, it's great. I don't know. It's wild. Yeah. And, and then even at a, a, I mean, I guess this is once it started getting bigger, still leaning into the, this is going to be a pro-democracy tool <laughs> um, without yeah. ever considering, you know, it could be like a pro-any movement tool, right? Mm. Like it could be like, uh, what if just like, uh, you know, someone else had the gun? I don't know. I don't know. This is crazy. But uh, it's a gun. <laughs> and you just need like an email to sign up for it. So... But I guess, like, the weird thing, I guess, to me, whenever, because I know that you're, like, generally not concerned about, you know, kids and social media, but I can't I'm get either past not concerned or uh, unconvinced that you can do anything about it. Yeah, and so let's tease that out. I, I don't know that there's, like, a better explanation for the rise in what was a relatively stable suicide rate other than this i mean it seems pretty uh, like i don't know i could think of a lot of things dude well like what that you that we are going to be less successful in our parents like that that's that's a pretty um, new factor my parents had a great chance of being more successful than their parents they're talking about tweens though like 11 12 year olds i don't know that at that age i would have been perceptive enough to note that you know, I still thought at that point I was like probably going to be uh, covering kicks for Texas, and then you know I'd have a slide in my house into the pool. I mean, pool. what about just like their in-person interactions? You say that like those things like just have to be static throughout time. It's impossible for us to get meaner with each other in person. I don't know. It seems like uh, like I I I don't feel like I have to prove. Um, like that, there's something else possible that could explain a rise in suicides. Because uh, I feel like it's a crazy claim to be like between the field and social media. I'm sure it's social media. Like I, I feel like it's a easy thing on my like it should be a low standard of evidence for me to be like, ah, eh, it's a pretty big field. Like could be something else in there. It's just weird. The timing is like exact, you know. And I don't know that I noticed that people were like, uh, you know, kids have always been mean. And yeah. bullying and, you know, I think that we as a society have noted bullying as an issue and and exaggerated, not exaggerated, but stressed the importance of, of stomping it out. But I don't think it was because it was becoming a bigger problem. I think it was just that, you know, finally society caught up to the idea that like, hey, it's not okay. And I don't know. But, what if for some percentage of these kids, the conflict that is uh, creating the problems in their life that they feel that the need to end it is not the dynamics on social media, but the dynamics of their parents having concern of their social media accounts and attempting to control their life. Like the thing that was driving uh, my, and you know, I've talked about this before. I, as a 14 year old, I very much wanted to kill myself. I mean, you know, I say that I didn't do it. So like anyone who doesn't kill themselves didn't want to kill themselves that badly. Slacker. 
Um, yeah, but, but, you know, relative to other people who are also alive, I wanted to kill myself quite a bit when I was 14. And uh, it wasn't because of social media. It's because I felt like I had no control in my life. Um, and and I, I think that it, through, in, in my opinion, I, you know, suicide is a control thing. And I mean, it's, it's different for a lot of people. But for me, it was always a, um, you know, I, I, my, my life is being buffeted about by forces larger than me. Um, I, you know, if it continues, how it continues will have nothing to do with my decisions, which was proven out. You know, I mean, it wasn't my decision to fucking spend uh, the three years after that in Conroe, Texas. Um, but, you know, the, the one thing that I can do to give myself absolute control is I can get off the ride. Like, I, I can't tell you where this roller coaster is going to go, but I can choose when I climb out of it. That's that's the full thing. And yeah. so, you know, if if you do not have control over your ability to use social media, I mean, it's it was battles like that. I mean, you know, obviously I didn't have Facebook because it didn't exist in 2001 or 2002. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever. It, it was stuff like that. You know, I mean, like fights over whether or not I could use AOL Instant Messenger are, are certainly, uh, you know, some of what's on the platter of things that we were uh, constantly in conflict about. So I, I don't know, man. I, I The more I'm talking, I, I don't have a fleshed out uh, theory of this, but the more I'm talking, I, I would say that maybe like a greater increase in what the universe of things that kids can do because of online has created more things that their parents can then become concerned about and attempt to take away. And for me personally, that battle created a lot more conflict than any uh, squabbles that I would have with my peers. No, that makes sense. I guess from a very small anecdotal level, I don't know that it doesn't seem to me like there's a a lot of attempts to really strictly control Uh, kids in social media. Oh, we have no idea. I mean, yeah, like I said, I'm just going off of what I see from family members and coworkers. I mean, I know that, you know, guys we know with kids try, but it doesn't seem like, you know, and I mean, Dan talks about his taking away his daughter's phone, uh, Instagram says she couldn't keep up or it was a Snapchat that had the, the streak. Yeah. Yeah. He talks about that all the time. I still think they're on him pretty much all the time yeah Um, but if every time they are like if they're still on them all the time and every time your parents like that's bad stop it like i don't know it's it's constant conflict that's bad for the soul it would seem more likely to me that somebody would be driven to depression cutting or suicide by um by feeling like they're less than because they're seeking the approval of a group of people that have outstripped the human brain <laughs> we're just not we're, we're evolutionary we're, we're behind we're, we're not able to keep up with needing the approval of that many people and i think that could mess with your head a lot more than losing the internet for a few days and it could yeah, be I mean, both, it's possible it's, it's it's certainly the case that you know like some of those people some of the teenagers that killed themselves that's why i'm not denying i'm you know yep. I, I don't think that anyone uh you know cause is going to explain all of it I'm, but so I'm just I guess saying that, you know, um, that as a parent, the, the thing that we can control is, you know, how we're, whether or not we're creating battles with them over this. And so I would say, you know, I mean, like, yeah, you're totally right that the, uh, the pressures of, you know, like, uh, feeling like you've got, you know, 
um, this popularity competition occurring online and, and worrying that you're going to lose it forever and that no one's ever going to like you like that stuff is all terrible. But like and, and parents can do their best to make their kids feel loved and empowered and everything else like that. But I think that we all know that just, you know, fucking puberty is difficult. Like parents are not enough to get you through that, you know? Um, but I think it's possible that the point you're making is not the same as mine, but also reinforces that that just proves that this is something that's very addictive and more addictive than what we had. But because we're, it's but static we're not, on one We're end. not in agreement about how to handle this, I don't think. It sounds like no, you very much want to tell your kid not to get on social media. I can't really predict how this is all going to go. And, and again, I think everything's going to be so much different at every one-month juncture for the rest of her time uh, where I'm her guardian. But... Either way, like, yeah, I definitely would get pissed off when I could not play Madden uh, or uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. Probably never got upset about being grounded from a biblical video game, but continuity for the episode. <laughs> sure. Um, but if it's if but that's speaking of the popularity contest, you feel like, well, if I lose my phone, then I'm really losing ground. If I lose my account, then I'm really losing ground. And you have, you know, adult programmers that are on the other side that are not the same as like EA sports because it's their job to keep me coming back to that. And so whether I'm upset that I'm not on it or I'm upset when I'm on it because it's altering my brain chemistry, both of those feel like challenges that are beyond what we even had to deal with. And, you know, certainly what people probably, you know, before us had to deal with. Yeah, I mean, you know, if it's me and I could with a one hand turn off the whole thing, I mean, just based on the uh, teen suicide statistics you're telling me, I, I think I'd, I'd have to do it. But, uh, but but I think I would even turn it off just based on the points you always make of like, why in the world do I know what this person I've never heard of thinks about anything? Yeah, yeah. Like the lady yeah. with the dog in the park, right? Yeah. Or, what, um, you know, that even that just seems like now kids find dude i heard the other day like i saw some p1s talking on twitter the other day and again this is an even more anecdotal because i've never met a kid like like kids know about QAnon now yeah i mean of course i would have known about like, something like that when i was 13 or 14 i guess but that's just you are like adults aren't equipped to handle this yeah, it's pretty easy to handle. I mean, like the whole thing's pretty straightforward. Did you listen to the reply all about uh, who Q is? No, I did not. Yeah, they they pretty much lay out. I I I'm inclined to think that uh, they they've got it right. The guy in New Jersey? No, no. The guy in Trump. New Jersey doesn't come up. Then who is it? Uh, it's a guy that's mentioned in that guy in New Jersey article. Um, the dude who runs 8chan. Oh, okay. Yeah. He can't, I mean, so like, has he committed a cr any criminal acts? He lives in the Philippines, so I'm going to guess that he's going to skate on whatever he does, even if he has. Unless he like, uh, like stole some bread. Yeah, or uh, dealt <laughs> drugs, I believe, is the, the big one. And you uh, get the death squad. Yeah, yeah. Selling drugs and, is definitely Philippines death squad. And then separate from the teen thing, um, and this is probably a lot more important, although maybe less important from the micro standpoint of us trying to raise kids, 
You know, they definitely get into, and I think this might have been even in a, a Frontline or, or something I saw. I want to say it's Myanmar, mm-hmm. where Facebook is basically their whole internet. Like, if you get a cell phone, the store owner or whoever, they load one thing on your phone and they sign you up for an account. And so, like, that's your entire access to the internet for, like, a huge... And they showed, like, the, you know, the the network and what percentage of traffic was, was Facebook. And it's it really is, like, an astounding percentage of their online access is through Facebook. And as we all know... As we've talked about in the last few weeks um, with conspiracy stuff, like things that are not true spread way faster because they get shared more, more ads, make more money. And the government there will just put out content, fake content about uh, religious minorities in the country. Yeah. And it has resulted in some very real wor- wor- world slaughters and yeah. murders. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that would ever happen to that extent here. Yeah. Or, you know, we did have a guy go into a a pizza place with a long rifle. But I guess if you just stop and look around, leave the teen thing to the side for a second and how it might even be messing with us, you know, because I, you know, I may not be on there. I don't really use Instagram, but, you know, I do feel at times way too involved in Twitter. And I probably don't even use it as much as as like a lot of people in our industry, but I don't know, just fucking habitually, like I now have to take it off my phone on Friday after work so that I won't look at it until like at least Saturday morning because then you're just mindless. So even if you just leave that part out, um, just the like how it's fundamentally changing society or civilization, I don't really know that there's like a clear answer on how this gets better. Where, whether it is this election, right? Like, I mean, people keep screaming, like, these these conspiracy theories are a real factor in the election. And let's say this time that they're not, like, that huge of a factor. It does seem like it's growing. And, yeah, there were definitely a couple people that when asked about it in this uh, documentary, in their interview, they're like, well, what do you think, like, in the short term, the most negative possible effect of this is? And they're like, uh, civil war? Oh, come on. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I I'm trying to think of I'm like pretty sure tw- I know, dude. 2040, what does this look like if there's no government regulation? I mean, the problem is the fucking government. Like if we have yeah. a civil war, it's because uh we have a government that is set up to be uh fairly non-responsive to the concerns of its citizens. It's not going to be because we have social media. Like, yeah, social media think, allows us to argue about the sorts of things that we uh, would otherwise argue about. Like, I don't know. We, we just, we have, we have a shittily structured government. Like, uh, places that have fewer uh, veto points um, are going to uh, not run into these problems that much, even if they have the same amount of social media use. Uh, yeah, but I wonder, too, like, if those places that have better functioning governments also have uh, more stringent regulations on the tech companies. Yeah, I mean, you would you would be able to have a government that responds to the concerns of its citizens. So if, if we are concerned about that, it would be able to respond. But um, I don't know. Uh, just the thing I'm trying to get at with, with a lot of these is just like, what does that look like? 
there's no thing that it looks like. Like, yeah, there's stuff they could do, but there's no place in the world where they just said, like, you can't, or at least no large, you know, advanced industrial nation that was like, you just can't have Facebook. Uh, like, is, is that what we want? I, I mean, I, I, I'd be fucking fine with it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's happening. Um, so, I, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like the goal of this documentary is to make me like feel fear about things that I have absolutely no, no control over. Uh, that's not really an exercise I like participating in. Uh, I probably do more than you. Um, but no one should like, you, yeah. whenever I lay it out that way, it should be obvious. This is the thing you should not do. Feeling uh, fear over things you have no control over is like not enriching your life. And that's related to a thing that I would say about uh, social media, which is that, uh, you know, like we don't have a problem checking Twitter too much whenever we're at Hangout or something, you know, um, like if, if you yeah. and whatever, this is a practical concern related to a lot of other things. Um, but uh, if you make your life kick ass enough, you don't think about social media much at all. Or maybe you think about putting up some awesome posts, but yeah, having awesome posts say. is not like brain worms. Like that, that's not like, you know, you've been talking about the problem of social media for a while. None of it is like, uh, it's just too much fun to put up awesome posts, you know? But even that feels it's more I reading feel... too much shit from other people that's too unhinged. It's spending too much time on there. And all the times that you and I are like together doing cool things, we don't spend very much time on there, you know? If any, yeah. But I mean, I do wonder even like that like the itch I have of like, I need to share something cool that happened to me. And I probably do that a lot less than most people our age. But even when I do it, I feel bad afterward. Do you? Like, why the fuck do I need anybody else to know like what cool and the, the, you might need to just forgive yourself a little more, dude. I, the I, imbalance feel of it I, is love, I love watching your stuff. I love, but then I'm like, ah, I don't know. I just don't feel good about it. I'm like, what do I need people to tell me this is cool for? If I think it's cool, why would I need to, you know, that it's an icky feeling to me. It always has been. That's why I've never really been like a huge, I mean, I hear you, you, but personal life poster. But again, I'm acknowledging that I like looking at other people's cool shit. Yeah. So like you you shouldn't think about it from like the self-critical kind of thing. Think about it as like someone, because you know, like I enjoy whenever you post videos or anything like that. I, like every time you post your kid, it's fucking awesome. You know, I'll go find Megan. We'll watch it together. Just, you know, have the whole family around, build a night around it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, I, I don't know, like uh, you're, you're, you're bottling up some of the enjoyment in your life and sharing it with uh, people who are interested in you. Like, I, I think that's pretty good. Stuff like that, you know, videos of your kid is, is not what, they're going to make uh, fearful documentaries about it's uh, it's, you know, conspiracy theories and fighting and bitching and everything else like that. And I, I don't know, dude, I laugh more at things from Twitter than anything else in my life. Like there's a lot of hilarious shit on there. It's not all. I bad. would generally agree. Yeah. And, but again, I don't know that most people on Facebook have that experience. Yeah. No, Facebook's fucking, you know, barren wasteland best forgotten. And so. much, much more prevalent. Yeah, but you know, they they didn't ask me. Uh, I, I I can't <laughs> uh, I can't help out with this one. All right. Well, uh, so we probably need to get on some planning because we may have like a live show next week, <laughs> like a virtual. The debate is Tuesday. 
Yeah, I've had a plan in my head that I've just been dragging my feet on um, relaying to you. It involves uh, the Dave Veranda because uh, I feel like that's the only place that you and I have access to that'll be socially distant where we can at least yell a little bit. Can we yell okay. a little bit? It's on the other oh, side yeah. of the compound from uh, the kids' room. So Yeah, we yelled during Stars um, the other night. And she didn't like wake up? Six, seven people. No. Well, she wasn't here, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Um. Yeah, and, but I feel like I need like a, a camera on me or something. I need. We need to. We need to figure out a setup here. To I blow have a out, camera. Blow, blow it out big for the debate because I saw today. Chris Wallace has already decided on the topics, so okay. it's getting real now. Did they say what they were? Or he's just gonna. No, I'm gonna kind of hold that close hat. to the vest. Yeah, dude, I, I'm so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm so 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 fired up. Yeah, Cannot I wait. some part of me is very concerned. We're going to get here, and like you know, when we're 20 minutes in on policy discussion, be like, what? What did we think this was going to be? <laughs> like, Dude, come on! Are you forgetting what it's like I whenever know. the thousand pound gorilla gets up there and starts just dragging? somebody's body around one like, it's been a super long time so yes and he's done a lot of mental deterioration since then obviously uh i'm not saying it won't happen i'm just you know it is true uh and uh two like there were just parts of it like like you know whatever we got could just like come after was and i'm not arguing against doing the thing we're committed. We're doing the thing. We're going to have live coverage of the debates. Um, but uh, my my concern is that we would just, you know, be playing an hour of just looping the no puppet, you're the puppet clip. In that debate, I'm sure there was 30 straight minutes where Hillary was just saying boring ass shit. That's just, what we could... We just make fun of Biden the whole time. Are you kidding me, though? Like, Biden's going to be out there... Talking like a '30s gangster. Come on, <laughs> this is gonna man. be great. It's gonna How be many great. Times are gonna say, "Come on, man." Um, hey, man, come on, man. It is gonna be great. We are gonna be there, and uh, I hope that all of you tune in. All right, we'll see you. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next. So until tomorrow, for everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night. <laughs>